Welcome everyone to the podcast Unanswered Questions with Pastor Tim Cole. This is a podcast where we talk about tough theological and Christian living questions sent in by people just like you. Our hope is that listening will strengthen your confidence in God's Word, helping you to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. If you have any questions, please send them to questionsforpastortim at gmail.com. Welcome back uh, to another episode of Unanswered Questions with Pastor Tim Cole. Uh, and we're going to be addressing the uh, same question as the previous episode, uh, why doesn't God do miracles today? Here we are back at this same question. And as I promised in the earlier episode that we would return to the same question, but uh, with perhaps uh, not the expected answer, not the answer that maybe you had anticipated, you as an interested listener to issues of Scripture. And it clearly is somewhat of a head-scratcher. <laughs> as I mentioned in the first episode, there's miracles being performed in the book of the Acts. There's miracles being alluded to even in the epistles. And yet today, we don't hear much about uh, the performance of miracles. Is there another aspect? Well, there's a couple of schools of thought. Both are in vogue today. Both are believed by good people. And our attempt in, in this broadcast is certainly not to poo-poo other people, but to present maybe something that you've not considered before. For example, let me start with something that all of you are familiar with to some degree. The book of James in chapter 5 says that if any one of you is in trouble, he should pray. If you're happy, then let him sing songs of praise. So far, so good, right? Everybody does that. When you're in trouble, what do people do? They pray. And perhaps like me, you gather with a group of people and you sing songs of praise to our God. Well, then the next line, the next and third question says, is any of you sick? He should what? Call for the elders. Those are the qualified leaders of the church. The elders. Um, the word is um, uh, presbuteros, speaking of usually an older person whose uh, maturity and age gives them uh, perhaps a step ahead in maturity in the faith. But they should call the elders of the church, singular, elders, plural, to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord, that it would be in the name of Jesus. This is Jesus' half-brother writing this book, and he too refers him to the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the weak person, uh, the ailing person, well. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. That sounds very much like the possibility that miracles still occur. And I would concur with what you just heard me read and suggest that when God calls us to anoint people with oil, which I've done hundreds and hundreds of times, perhaps you've seen it as well, we've seen people healed. We've seen all sorts of 
conditions of the body, some very, very serious healed. On other occasions, we've anointed people with oil, and yes, we do use oil, not 10W30 or uh, Valvoline. We use olive oil, generally speaking. Other times, people have not uh, recovered. They have not gotten better. And some, in fact, even have, have died in extreme cases. And I must say, I don't understand why God did not heal. But I'm also perhaps uh, hoping that I'm mature enough to understand that God has his ways and his will is to be done. But he does call us in plain language to anoint people with oil in the name of the Lord, as Jesus did, and to pray over them, anointing them with oil. And God promises here that the sick person would be made well. That opens the door to this question, why do miracles, or why does it seem like miracles no longer happen? They can happen today. I'm not one that believes that no longer does God do supernatural things. And I return you to a passage that perhaps you're not as familiar with as James, but nevertheless, it's still inspired. And I suggest that the reason that miracles perhaps aren't occurring today is that many of us have been raised to believe that God does not do miracles today just because the age of miracles has passed. Yet Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Verse 9, or verse 8, To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by the same Spirit. And to another the uh, the to another, faith by the same Spirit. To others, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy, and so forth. Paul is not denying the absence of miraculous powers, but it depends on God giving certain supernatural gifts to people within the body of Christ. And it's all rooted in the Spirit. It's sourced in the Spirit. And so if God has given a man or a woman a particular supernatural gift, he should use it. Again, the climate, though, in our churches is that God doesn't do that. And as a result, people aren't looking for it. They're not expecting it. And their faith is very, very small. And when a church's faith is small, when a man or a woman's faith is small and does not believe that God is going to do things generally, the import of that or the result of that is that God doesn't do it. Uh, I recall the incident in the Gospel of Mark, one of two times only where the word amazed is used with Jesus. In the case in the Gospel of Mark when he was in his own town of Nazareth, he was amazed at the level of unbelief and it said he could not do any miracles except to lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. The lack of faith in his own hometown restricted his ability, and that same restriction is present today in churches. If you don't think God can heal, probably he won't. If you don't believe God heals and your faith is not big enough to accept the word of God, probably your church will not see any miracles. But when you believe it and you've been bred to believe this and don't deny it, 
the spirit, I think, will begin to work. So in answer to the question, why are there so few miracles today, if any, a lot has to do with the climate in which you are raised. Some of it may have to do with the fact that we have many things. Uh, for example, we have modern medicine. We have uh, what modern medicine has given us is the power to deal with diseases and sicknesses. Sometimes, of course, we are at a loss as to know how to, how to uh, make a person well. Like during this pandemic, we yet to have a vaccine that combats the effects of COVID-19. But in most cases around the world, there's medicine to take care of these matters. And often we depend on medicine instead of depending on God. But in third world situations where things are more rudimentary, where there is lack of medicine, lack of medical personnel, lack of surgical techniques, I see that God's work in the supernatural world is much more pervasive, much more comprehensive, because God's people there have nothing else to depend on. They cannot depend on the skill of medical people. They can't depend on medicine to bring healing to their sicknesses. So God intervenes and shows himself in great ways. You and I have both read stories of this happening in third world countries, and God has proven faithful to his word. My, my hope is that as a result of listening today and thinking about this, that you might just begin saying to the Lord, uh, Jesus, you promise here to give gifts by your spirit. Uh, let me meet someone like that or give that spirit to me or give that gift to me or give it to someone so that your church can thrive and flourish um, in such a way as they believe your word and they can see God doing great and mighty works. Think of the impact it would be if an unbelieving friend of yours, a family member, took sick and God used you to heal them. In this case, um, a, a self-proclaiming uh, woman who um, calls herself uh, gay, uh, had breast cancer, and um, her sister asked me to go to hospital and lay hands on her and anoint her with oil and asking God to heal her because she was headed for death. Um, I was sort of the last resort. Doctors had given up on her. And I was sort of, uh, you know, not the Lone Ranger, certainly, just the last guy in the line. Well, maybe if nothing works, let's ask Cole to come by. So I, I did it. I walked into the room. Um, I'd never met this woman before. And she knew where I stood on issues. She knew where I stood on the Bible. But I said, you know, God has led me to this moment. And I'm going to just faithfully... Um, go through the steps of James chapter 5 and the end of the matter is that God healed that woman completely of breast cancer. She was uh, a lesbian and I, I don't think that she ever responded again to God but you know that's okay. Uh, it's okay for me to know that she asked for someone of a religious background to come and meet her in her point of need and God showed himself faithful. It's not the only time that that's happened. It's just an example that God does do miracles today and a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, 
people don't believe it. They've been raised to believe that he doesn't do those types of things. And so it's rather, rather a hush-hush thing. And if people catch you talking about it, they turn their eyes on you. They think you're a weirdo. But um, God has his ways, and perhaps those days might return to the church when we are more open to God giving supernatural gifts, God performing miracles. I hope that it is. I hope that it does, because I think it will have a, a good impact on the world around us, the culture that needs a word from God, that needs to see that there's a loving God that loves people, even though those people don't necessarily follow him. After all, Jesus fed the 5,000. How many of them were his genuine followers? Practically none. But they all benefited from his grace. They all had a meal. <laughs> they all had a meal. And in fact, most of the people that Jesus healed, as far as I can see in the Gospels, were not followers of Jesus. But he displayed compassion on them and healed them. So let's review just for a second here. The question is, why don't we see miracles today like we perhaps read about in the pages of the scripture? And we've tried to answer the question. Number one, from the first episode, miracles are given to Jesus' successors to show that they're legit. But also, the second episode, we've looked at a couple of verses where God is encouraging us to seek after miracles in the terms of prayer, praying for healing. Uh, the elders of the church practice that. We anoint with oil. We trust that God will heal the sick people. And yet there are special people gifted by the Spirit to do miracles, gifted by the Spirit to heal that God uses in his church. How come they're not around? Well, we've answered the question by there seems to be a poo-pooing of that. There seems to be a frowning of that, that God can't do that. My encouragement and response is to say, no, let's ask God to raise up a generation of people who can make a name for Christ and make his name glorious and make a difference amongst the sick in our cities and in our countries and in our lands and our neighborhoods. And so um, re re reconsider this issue for yourself. Think about what God says. Can God's word be depended on? Yes. And does God say that there are miracle workers? Yes. So let's not squelch the spirit. Let's not rain on God's picnic. Let's, let's come to the picnic and let's bring everything we've got and ask God to show himself glorious. Well, there's perhaps more answers to this question that we haven't touched on, but we've already spent two episodes on it. Maybe it's the beginning point for you to reconsider this whole issue and to see it in a new light. God bless you for uh, even considering this great journey of faith. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us this episode. And remember to send all your questions to questions for Pastor Tim at gmail.com.